Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. His name is Shim. He is the Rockstar. Class is in session as we wrapped up our last episode of Rockstar 101. Um, I don't even know if we mentioned it in the podcast or not, but it was afterwards. And one of the things that you had mentioned was uh, Joe Rogan, his podcast, jumping over to Spotify. It's going to be exclusive over there. Yes. So I want to get to that. Um, I also want to get to uh, Taylor Swift because something that you brought up many, many months ago when we were talking about Taylor Swift and her documentary and her manager saying, hey, uh, don't be political because yeah. you're going to be losing half of your fan base if you do. Well, she did something political. She made she tweeted about uh, Trump and it was her most liked tweet of all time. Good for her. But first, first, one of the things that I thoroughly enjoy about being able to do this podcast with you is the fact that I get to ask you questions because you are from Australia and we don't know here in the States, but Buzz, the host of the morning show that I'm on, he was talking about the Pledge of Allegiance and how other countries find it weird that the United States does that. First of all, A, do you even know what the Pledge of Allegiance is? Uh, and B, is it weird? Like, um, is it something that's just not done down there? We don't have a Pledge of Allegiance. No, we don't have a Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, we have a national anthem. Uh, well, I think I think every every country does. Yeah, that's, no, that's my point. Like we have the like we have the usual stuff. What's your pledge of allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag. Da, 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 of the United da, 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 States of America, America and to the republic for which it stands, one right. nation under God, indivisible, with, uh, liberty and justice for all. Kind of like a prayer, right? So here's the thing: it's it sounds like a prayer, right? That, that you stand Pretty up much. and you put up your hand and you say it. And, well, and, th and, th and think about what it's it, – you're pledging allegiance to your flag. Right. Why is this come up, mate? Why is this in your head? Because it's – why? Well, it's, it's been a, a heavy topic this week just because um, Drew Brees for the New Orleans Saints came out this week. And it was the, – the Colin Kaepernick thing has completely resurfaced with right. – the you know the protesting yeah. and then the riots and the looting and everything else and now people are like hey guys by the way four years ago this is why this dude was doing this this yeah. is why he was taking a knee during the national anthem yeah. and then you also have that other side of the spectrum where people are saying um, I'm not okay with um, uh, with anybody kneeling during the national anthem. Um, you know, my father served in the military, or I served in the military, which it has nothing and to do with. You respect that flag, yeah. But then, but see, then that's the thing is, and so they're like, you respect that flag because I fought for that flag. But then on the flip side, there's other um, people who were in the military who say, yeah, I fought for that flag for you to have the right to yeah. protest. Yeah. So like, it's just a really weird thing, and I don't want to get too heavy into it. I just was curious because Buzz brings that up all the time, where he was like, other countries. Don't they have don't a pledge, have of, allegiance. A pledge of allegiance, and yeah. then they also think it's weird that we do. Well, all right, fuck it, let's get into it. It brings up two things with um, like you've got the pledge of allegiance. You're you're allegiance. I mean, look up the definition of allegiance. Literally, go ahead and look it up right now, because right now. because it is the concept of well, you will follow. You yeah. are loyalty you, or commitment to uh, loyal loyalty or commitment of a subordinate subordinate subordinate. To a or of an individual to a group or cause. Yeah. I pledge allegiance. You will stay in line. Like, that's what it's basically saying. So, like, mm -hmm. no, and and I don't, you know, if you really want to, like, fuck, fuck, man. Like, fuck it. Like, 
If, if a friend of mine put up something a couple days ago, which was the system ain't broken, it was built this way. It's built this way. The system is. It has flaws. It's been. It's had flaws since the beginning. And so when that's why it keeps coming up, and that's why it doesn't come up to this level in other countries. And that's it. No, there isn't a Pledge of Allegiance in Australia. There's lots of differences between America and Australia. That's one of them. Um, but that's not the, the that's the symptom. It's not the mm-hmm. cause. It's just one of the many things. So, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, like, yeah, no, we don't have a... But it really, like, it would be interesting to find out why was it written. Why Why was that pledge written? What was the purpose of it? When and why? I, I, I You know what? I've never even looked that far into it Let's, before. That would be an interesting but, uh, question. You know what? That's something I could do on my own time. We don't need to... Okay, you know what? okay. I will do that and I will give you a report. Okay. Rockstar 101, a brief report on <laughs> right. the history of the Pledge of Allegiance. Because I found out today there are individual states that have a Pledge of Allegiance as well, where you pledge allegiance to that state's Fucking flag. hell, dude. It's like... There's seven... I think the, uh, the, the story that I found, there were 17 of them that have... Actually, I, think, I didn't learn today because I knew that Texas had one a few years ago because my kid had to learn it because they did it in class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's and, yeah, even, and, and it was weird. Like for me, I can't I grew up in Oregon. We don't have that Pledge of Allegiance. And it blew my mind that states do. But then I can now see why, okay, well, another country sees that we have a Pledge of Allegiance. It seems a little bit strange. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Military industrial complex ish, if you will. Yes it Anyways, is. Moving Bunker, on. bunkerish, fucking hell. Yeah, bring it on, bring it on next. <laughs> okay, so the the next one I do want to talk about here, um, it, it does have to do with Taylor Swift because this was a topic that we did bring up a few months ago, where in her documentary, her it's her manager right is telling her don't get political, don't do this because you're going to lose half your fan base, and that always going to you see that go down the path that of uh, Michael Jordan, where they were. Hoping that he would back this candidate in North Carolina. Yeah, I saw that in the last days. Wouldn't. Yeah. And he made the offhanded kind of joke of, well, Republicans buy uh, Nikes too. Yeah. And it make I mean, that makes sense. But then that's that kind of the thing that we have battled with is where do you draw that line? Because obviously for you, you're trying to sell albums or for myself. I mean, for me, it's a little bit more difficult because we do a talk radio show. Um, and you can only talk about dick and fart jokes for so long. Yeah. You do actually have to cover things that are happening in the world. Um, I mean, the tagline of our show is barstool talk. It's what kind of conversation are you going to have with your friends where you're hanging out at the barstool? Which is no what's comment on the sports. And it's a, it's a tough line to follow because that's what's kept you alive for as many years as you guys have been doing it. That's what your fans want. That's what they tune in for. Mm-hmm. And so you give it, you give them, you give them too little of that. They tune out. You give them too much. They tune out. So you got to walk the line. I get it. But there's also so many people. There's a guy today. So Buzz was off. So I was hosting the show. And there was a guy today. I can't remember if it was on Twitter or Facebook. He was complaining about the show. And, oh, Buzz is gone. And uh, these guys don't know what they're doing. This is terrible. Well, and then 15 minutes later, he's still commenting. And it's like, well, clearly we've got your attention. Yeah. Clearly you're not turning it da- turning it off. Yeah. And that's something we run into all the time because Buzz will bash Donald Trump for 
the entire show. Yeah, he gets We've told to off, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's Kevin's told me he's like he's got to turn, like he's got to reel him in sometimes. It's too. Yeah, it, it has become too much. Um, and we'll get the emails from people of, I can't believe that you said this, and I support Donald Trump, and I'm never listening again. Yeah, and whatever. then you get an email from that person like two days later about something you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're they like, listen, well, clearly yeah. you're still back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Taylor Swift. What did she tweet? She tweeted out, and this was back, uh, it's about a week ago. This was May 29th. She said, or tweets, after stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism your entire presidency, you have the nerve to feign moral support superiority before threatening violence? Quote, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Unquote. We will vote you out in November at real Donald Trump. Because he, he tweeted that. No, no, way, I saw looting- no, He's It's gotten, it's gotten... What's the word I'm looking for? It's gotten apocalyptic this week. Oh, it's gone beyond stupidity and, oh, God, we've got such an idiot as the president to we're, we're in danger. Like, we're in mm-hmm. real-time danger. Not like, oh, in the in the next few years we might see the repercussions. It's like in the next hour. He's tell- <laughs> like he's telling the authorities, dominate, go in and... Take, yeah. do take whatever he's, measures you need to take. He's like, it's it's he was telling it's, all the governors. He's fucking, like, if you don't dominate them, you're weak. And it's like, dude, everything you do is weak. Yeah, actually. it's yeah, yeah, it's it's like this. We it's okay. Look, let's just fucking call it. Like Brandon and I spoke just before we started the podcast that maybe we shouldn't get as political as we do sometimes. So if if this one isn't for you, just fucking switch to the next one. Um, but he's. Gone off, off. The, he's been off the rails the whole time, but now he's got this situation to deal with. He, uh, the entire, from what I can tell, and I'm going to talk to people about it in the lockdown session this afternoon. From what I can tell, the whole country's basically lost hope, which is why it's time to start figuring out what every single person can do, like every single person. Not just mm-hmm. like, oh, we look to our leaders, we look to our politicians, we look to our governors, we look to our celebrities, we look to our athletes. We need to look for it because no one fucking knows, dude. I was watching every show that I watch now in the last week. Stephen Colbert is a good example of a show that I watch for a guy who's hardcore Catholic but not preachy and really fucking super intelligent on issues. And even mm-hmm. he was like, it's I, I, he looked like he had just had the wind knocked out of him and he just didn't know what to do or say. He was like, I can't even make jokes about this anymore. I feel like I just want to get drunk. He looked like he mm-hmm. was fucked up. And I'm like, dude, if you're in trouble, we're in trouble. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. So the whole country is at this point now where they just don't know where to turn. And so everyone who has a, a bat or a hammer or a fucking anger issue or a reason to be angry is out there looting. If they're not in peaceful protest, they're looting. So, like, you pick one or the other. If you want to do something, you have the choice of a peaceful protest, and if there isn't one around or your your buddies aren't going to one of those, they're going to fucking trash a store, you're going to trash a store. So, like, shit's, like, your well, choices there's, 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 there's also been uh, news stories because... Um, uh, Antifa, anti-fascist group, was getting blamed for a lot of the riots. Um, and they don't have the greatest rep. Uh, they, they have been known to cause massive problems. But on the flip side, it, uh, come to find out, a Facebook page that was run by a white supremacist yeah. group was in so, like causing like behind looting and rioting, not the protesting, the looting and the rioting to make it look like Black Lives Matter was doing this. And so this... Everything is super confusing right now. Yeah. It's a lot of information to take in. 2020 has been the arguably the craziest year of my life. And yeah. I've been on this planet for just over 40 years. Yeah. 
And one of my favorite memes, it's a picture of a bunch of aliens standing around in a field. And it just says, we're up next. I'm nervous. <laughs> because they've got to follow. I mean, think about how this year started. It started with the fires in Australia. You had Kobe Bryant die in a helicopter crash. We had coronavirus hit and sh shut down the world. Yeah, shut down and the now world. Yeah. we have protests in the, the, the pro protests in the United States aren't anything new. They happen on a pretty regular basis, but to have them happen in so many cities yeah. and that the magnitude that it is now is something completely unheard of. Well, I don't Retract that statement. I don't want to say completely unheard of. I um, think it's on. It is. It is in my lifetime. I guess. It's. It feels unheard of because of the amount of shit that's happened globally that pre precursed it so quickly. The fact that wildfires, COVID, then this, then uh, Kobe, everything all together. You put it all together and you're like, when is this going to stop? And the problem is that it's not. <clears throat> and that's the thing that I think people are slowly starting to realize, is that. COVID's coming, like, this is this is the problem. It's really, a, I got to talk to some of my fans about it just with the, the limited ability that I have just to create some communication. As, as soon as the riots die down, the COVID's coming back because that's what it will do but based the on the riots. And that's and that's something that we keep talking about on the air. That hasn't gone away. No, people like, just forgot. Magically, poof, go away. Yeah. And now... We're, so here in the states, we started to open up a, uh, a few weeks ago. I know you told and me. Yeah, Memorial Day was I think two weekends ago or so. We're starting to see the spike from Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, and then with the riots, uh, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York, basically came out and said, "Hey, if you've been to a protest, pretty much assume that you have, have caught it. Go yeah. get tested because." Even if it's a, a peaceful protest, you're still like crammed in there with people. Yeah. And then there was a story today that said that the tear gas that they're using on protesters or rioters or looters or whoever, you know, who, whoever it is, it's causing more because when you shoot the tear gas, it causes people to cough, which then is causing the germs to go flying through <clears throat> the air. And it's just – it's like we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot constantly. Yeah. And it's because nobody can stop, take a moment, step back yeah. and, and just – think everybody feels i've got all the answers to everything i need to go full bore right now and just blurt out the answers nobody has the answers but you've got to understand that that the moment here's the thing the moment that that comes around this is what's going to happen and there isn't that's why the reason that people's shoulders are dropped and the reason that people are so uh, the word is hopeless and hopeless is a bad word to say in a podcast or in a song or on tv because there's not much coming back from it but you gotta go okay so now if we accept the fact that this is how people are feeling right now most people african-american communities are angry once covid spikes and they're going to institute martial law and they're going to say everyone back in your houses shit just got real the spike is 50 people 50,000 are dying every day then the african-american community and everyone who is an out direct ally of them is going to say wait a minute we haven't resolved this issue we haven't done anything to da 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 and then they're either going to get they're going to they're going to do what is necessary as a, as communities eventually and generally, but there's going to be a massive amount of outrage of that as well, where they're going to say, wait, we haven't finished this protest or this fight. We're still in pain. We need to res we need to finish the, the, the chain of events that is unfortunately a recurring theme where people are like, okay, Black Lives Matter rears its ugly head again because it, and a massive tragedy occurs with this thing that shouldn't exist but does. With that's a systemic problem with racism in the country, and then people follow the playbook. 
There's protests, there's riots to a degree, depending on how much anger there is and outrage. There's news stories, and then it dissipates down after a month, and people get back to their lives. That's it. Well, that's for, what. That's and, and, and for me, the one thing too that I I I, I know that I have uh, said this incorrectly um, a, a, a few times too is that I want to make sure that we. We know there's a difference between a protest and a riot slash looting uh, or just looting people because those are two completely separate things. And unfortunately, I think that they get lumped into the same thing far too frequently. And yeah. people can go and, and it's somebody on the other side can just point to both of those and call them the same thing. And I think that that is something that is a massive problem is if you don't have that ability to realize the two different things are separate, then I think that's a pretty big issue. Um, OK, so. We got a little heavy-handed. It happens. It's the, the, st the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, I do want to ask you, though, uh, how are the lockdown sessions going? Let's give you a quick update on all of that stuff because you got some pretty damn good music Thanks, man. coming together. And I keep talking about it on the morning show. Oh, saying yeah? That, you know, you're basically, yeah, you're writing songs with the fans, and it's uh, it's pretty cool. So where are you out of the process? How many songs do you have? Well, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly what what can, what can I talk about. I could talk about whatever the fuck I want. It's my thing. So, well, I mean, well, like, I mean, uh, yeah, but like maybe there's something that's like, hey, I've got this in mind. Well, no, the the ultimate thing. I, I was gonna experiment with it today, literally uh, the lockdown session after this podcast. It'll probably be next week. But what I'm gonna do is the end game that I want to have happen is that I jump on the stream with fans, write a song, record it acoustic, and then produce it up the same way that I produce up any of my records, where you take the acoustic and vocal session to the drummer, and then you get the drums put on it. Then you take it to the bass player and the bass, and then the guitar, and then the vocals, and then you send it to a mixer. I can, I'm, I've been behind the scenes putting together a situation where I can do that all virtually. So I can mm -hmm. actually be on my stream and then switch the channel and go over to his channel and he's tracking drums and then we throw it over to the bass player and then we throw it over to the guitar player and have a revolving door of musicians that can play on any of these songs. And basically, so if Brandon, if you were to tune in at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to my stream, The Hollywood Rebellion at Twitch, we'd start writing the song and four or five hours later, you'd have the finished mix of the song. And it would be done. And then we'd do that every week. That's the end result. And so that's what I've been trying to figure out. And so far, I kind of realized, for example, this week, it's a really good topical thing because the songs go in the direction of how people are feeling at any given week. And so the last two or three songs have been very up-tempo and aggressive. And mm -hmm. this week, I'm literally, I'm going to put a track together and give him a title. And of course, the title is going to be Riot. And I'm going to say- oh, I thought you were going to say the title was going to be Hopeless. No, fuck no. I was going to be like, look, if, even if you're feeling like you want to do this, instead of putting that energy into a negative place, let's put it into a positive place. Let's write a song that just tackles this emotion and this feeling. And then get it out. And then if we wind up... Just make sure it doesn't sound like the Three Days Grace song. No, I know. But it, it is it is going to be a shuffle. But I'll probably have to... I'm going to I'm gonna make it... I think I'm going to make it sound a little more Dropkick Murphys. So, yeah, there you yeah, go. So I'm going to really up-tempo make it a little bit more of a fun song that's like... Just to sort of diffuse the tension. And, uh, and, and trying to use the experience as an example... Um, to anyone and everyone who winds up tuning in that it's like, look, there are other places to put this negative energy and alchemize it into a positive outcome. Because there is normally you have things like guys, you go to the gym, women, you go to a yoga class or whatever your jam is. And we don't have that anymore. 
So we've got to find places to put this energy. Like I a think lot that's... of a lot of people's outlets have kind of yeah, been yeah. taken away. Yeah. And so, so how how open is Australia right now? Australia is slowly opening up. Um it's kind of we're opening up slower than you guys are. Uh I think gyms opened up last week, sort of. They're doing limited mm-hmm. hours and uh uh, they haven't. They. I think they. They have opened up schools. They haven't opened up all businesses and stuff yet. So they've done schools. I think they've done schools and gyms and a few other things. But it's still very much like ten people at any place at any given time. So, and there's. Uh, you've got to have um, social distancing and all that sort of stuff. So there's. There's. It's opening up. It's a little bit behind you guys, but we're on the track. Yeah. Yeah, because that's. I think we. Our governor here in the state of Texas just announced our phase three. Of opening, which means they're going to start opening uh, theme parks. Uh, so theme parks uh, and here in in the state of Texas, so which what, I, they, I, I believe Universal in Florida, Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, has already opened. Like today, as we're recording this, June fifth, I believe they are open today. Except do you know, it's at a small. Do you know passive. what your death toll is at the moment? What's the daily toll? Check it out. The, oh, the daily toll? I'm not sure. Yeah, is it still, it's still around two thousand a day? Right. Yeah, probably. I know that here in El Paso, our numbers continue to go up, too. And so... Um, oh, yeah, this here's uh, on CNN. Over 1,000 coronavirus deaths reported in the past 24 hours. <laughs> so there's that. And they're opening right. up theme parks this week. They're opening up theme parks. Uh, we do have our sports that are getting ready to come back, except they are vastly different than most. Um, the NBA is going to be in Orlando. Um, they're going to have 24 of the teams. They're going to play some regular season games, and then they're going to do the playoffs. Everybody's going to be quarantined. You have the NHL. They're going to kind of do something similar, except they haven't announced what they're going to do it in multiple NHL cities. They just haven't figured out which ones they are going to be at. I think maybe up to 10 was what they were considering. Major League Baseball, that ain't going to happen here in 2020. The owners and the players just can't agree on anything, and they're running out of time, and it looks like the 2020 season will probably be canceled. Not much, co- I, not, it's not sure. How much money you reckon that is? How many billions of dollars does that equate to? There was a study that was done, and it's, it's a significant chunk because uh, let alone um, – so basically when it comes to Major League Baseball and uh, the owners versus the players, the players want to play more of a season. They want to play more games because that means they get a bigger paycheck. Right. The owners were looking for like an 82-game season, which is like half the normal season of Major League Baseball. Right. And they want to do that because they want to get every game in as quickly as they can because with the, the proposal that the players had, where I think it was like 120 games or something like that that they were going to try to get to – the World Series wasn't even going to start until after October. Right, right, right. Um, like after Halloween. And the owners believe there's going to be a second spike of the coronavirus later in the year. Now, if that spike hits while they're in the middle of the playoffs, they have to shut down the season. Yeah. And that means they're out, I think it was almost $800 million if they had to cancel. the. And that's just the postseason. That's not including the rest of the regular season. I just don't, so, I don't fucking get uh, – this is the thing that I don't understand. People have to go back to work. There are things that are important. There are things that are important, like we've got to take care of our families and people need to survive and work. We People like baseball and basketball. I get it. I get it. But it's not fucking worth it. The only reason they're, they're not bringing it back to satiate the people. They're bringing it back for money. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. So there's all of uh, theme parks and and basketball and baseball games. They're trying to bring back all this stuff as soon as possible when that is the worst place for COVID. So it's like if you could just open up the places that need to be opened up so people can get back to work, really crack down on the social distancing rules. And then in terms of socializing stuff, that's what Australia did. Australia was like, sorry, I'm, I'm not comparing like bragging, but it, it seemed like an intelligent thing to say, we're not opening up pubs and all that sort of stuff or clubs or, or theme parks. It's two people at a time, and then it went up to four, and then it went up to 10. And then it was like, all right, 10 people, so people are going over to each other's houses now. Cool. We're mm-hmm. having parties at each other's houses. Then the next one was, okay, we're going to open up pubs, and you're going to have to have social distancing rules within that. And now they're doing that. And there's there's still a bit of a spike. A spike is happening. <clears throat> but we're not opening up zoos and theme parks yet, anyway, as not as of today. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty... Uh, Really, it's it's very cautious. It's very cautious, and the the idea of opening up a whole bunch of sports and stuff like that. I'm like, but why? It's just for money. It's just for money. So can't we just relax on it for a little bit longer? You've already lost the year. It's over. The big money players. But see, that's the thing is they don't they don't think that. And, and one, the one player to t- uh, stand out, Damian Lillard for the Blazers, which by the way, that's the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he came out and he said a few weeks ago, "Look, if we're not playing for the playoffs, if we're not playing for anything, if we can't win the championship, what are we playing? I'm for? not going to go. Yeah, well, yeah. Why am I going to do this? Because when the season got put on hold, the Blazers were just on the outside of the playoff picture. Like if the playoffs started that day. They were out. They weren't going to be in the playoffs. Right. So that's the NBA kind of altered things a bit. So it gave a few extra teams a chance who were close to the playoffs. Hey, we'll give you a shot. Yeah. And then when they, they brought up this new proposal, there was one team that voted it down, and it was the Blazers because right. it's it's a long shot. I mean, granted, they, are, they do have a shot at making the playoffs, but it is a long shot, right. and they felt there was better ways to possibly go about this. So they did vote against it, but they're gonna they're gonna power through it, and it looks like teams are gonna start training camp. I think in beginning to mid July, and the season's gonna kick off by late July again. And the same thing's gonna go for the NHL. So what do you think is gonna happen when the spike hits and it goes out of control in August? They got it. They're gonna have to shut uh, everything well, down again. But but here's the thing: if they're doing it where they're on quarantine and they're comfortable with what they have, the players they could continue to play. Yeah, but are they going to be yeah. inviting people to the stadiums, or is it no, telecast? No, 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 it's no, all that, telecast. Yeah, there's no there's no fans in these stands whatsoever. In basketball, Even right now, in baseball, in any of the sporting events, but they're opening up theme parks for people to go and yeah get crammed up in there. Pretty much. So right. as far as the the professional leagues are concerned. They just want to put the sport out there so they can get the broadcasting money. So they I, can get it on television. Right. But here's the thing. I think long game, I think that's one of the worst things you could do. Because what's going to ha- because what's going to happen with everyone? Here's the thing. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that are going to say, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm gonna, next year when they open it up, I'm going to a game. I'm going to a game. Like, mm-hmm. I want to be there. I want to be there. And there's going to be yeah, a lot know, of people. You don't know how much you missed it until you couldn't yeah, do it. But there's a lot of people who are going to go, well, great. They've just made the experience a lot more interactive and it looks better and sounds better and they've put a lot of fucking time and energy into making all the video of the event look and sound great. So now their audience is going to be sitting at home. They're going to go, well, I just watched this for the better part of a year on TV. I'm really used to it and they've made it look really good. 
I'm going to keep watching it like this. It's not going to destroy the brand, but it's going to cut down their long-term profits significantly. They're going to train an entire audience and incentivize them to stay home. And the same thing's going But that's kind of something that they've been dealing with for a while. I know that uh, the NFL talks about it frequently. It's how they've changed their commercial breaks during the the broadcasts and things like that because they have been – the experience at home with the size of a television, I can buy a six pack of beer for the cost it's going to, for one beer at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. I could get my own food. Yeah. That right there has, I mean, it's, that's been a battle they've already, they've already had. I don't think it's going to be as bad as you think where I, I, uh, people are going to be like, oh, well, I watched this on television all last year. Why would I go? I think there's going to be more people who are going to be like, I missed the live experience. I missed being there. Like, I know that's the way that I am. Once they open this thing back up here in El Paso, we've got the Chihuahuas and the locomotive, the baseball and uh, soccer team. And once they open those things back up and I'm comfortable with how they have it set up, yeah. my ass is there. I'm going. Right, right. Okay. Do you think the same thing's going to happen with live music? That's man. I don't know. It's so, it's it's different because you could see a stadium a quarter full for just a bad sports team. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if you have a band coming through that people really want to see, that's going to be really weird seeing them perform at like a venue where, let's say, it's an arena that's got a quarter of the people in it. Yeah. Like that. Like yeah. it's it, to to bring the amount of crew and to bring the amount of supplies and, uh, and the whole setup. I think for the, a quarter the, no, of the, the, people. the difference. It's not about that. The difference is the experience for the person. <clears throat> I think this is a good way to wrap up this particular subject. Oh. I'll go see Rage Against the Machine. I'll go, here's the thing. Through, I'm Here, doing that. No, but here's the thing. Now we're getting into the why. Why would you go and see Rage Against the Machine? But maybe would you – let's say there's a new band coming to town that has a hit on the radio and you're like, they sound good. They're a bit like Zeppelin, but they're cool and they're, they're popping and they're doing stuff. Would you still be like, cool, I'm going to get my shit together. I'm going to finish work, go home, shower. So you're basically talking about Greta Van Fleet. Yes. If talking. Greta Van Fleet came through town, <laughs> would you go and see him? <laughs> Would you go and uh, see them? Obviously, you're going to see Rage Against the Machine. I know I would. That's a different. We're talking yeah. about lifestyle bands. Not, That's the outlier. Yeah, you're yeah. To talk about the yeah, meat, your lifestyle. Meat. We're talking about li- sports in terms of your lifestyle. You would go to a game. I would probably choose not to because I don't care as much. I care more about music than sports. Not saying that you don't, but I care more about music than sports. So I have an emotional attachment to that. The emotional attachment to sports makes sense because it's competitive, it's primal and guttural and the fucking noise of the crowd and the whole thing, it's an experience, right? You don't go there to watch the game, you go there for the experience. So when you go to see a band, that band better be a fucking experience to make you get out the door. How many bands nowadays, how many artists are are offering that experience at a show? I, I, you can't put a number on that because you're not going to know definitively. But in general, you got Rage Against the Machine. This is my point. We would go to Rage because it's a fucking experience, not just because they're our favorite band. We know it's an experience. We're like, we will drive two hours. We, I'll fly from the other side of the world. It's an experience. Yeah, That's yeah. not the same fucking thing. In general, the general t- live touring thing where there's a, ma- a main club in your, your town and there's a band coming through town and it's fucking Friday night. Are you going to go out or are you going to binge watch the new thing on Netflix that just came out that's fucking awesome? Or the new thing on YouTube or the new thing on Amazon or the new thing on whatever. That There's a million pieces of content that you can watch now because when you go and see a band, it's, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's entertainment. It's not 
sometimes there's a show that comes through town that can change your state of being like range or like a sporting event where you'll fu- you'll come back on Monday and be like, I'm ready to fucking go. Let's tackle mm-hmm. some issues. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but in general, a band, you go and see a band, you're paying a hundred bucks minimum to get out the door, pay for the ticket, pay for your beer, pay for your snacks, the whole fucking thing. And then you weigh that up over a Netflix show and you're like, ah, is it worth it? <laughs> But see, I think enough people are cooped up and I think enough people want to get the hell out that they're going to be willing to do it. Now, the issue is going to be sustaining that audience, sustaining that crowd, keeping them there after they've been cooped up for so long and then feeling the need to get out. But on that note, we got to break off there because you have 60 seconds because we got to end this episode of the podcast. Yep. You have 60 seconds. I do want to get to the Joe Rogan thing. Explain it and give your thoughts in 60 seconds. If you don't get it all in, don't worry. We're going to go we'll, we'll pick we'll, it up, pick next, it up next week anyway. Yeah, yeah. We'll pick it up next episode, but right now you have 60 seconds to kind of explain Joe what Ro- you feel. On. Joe, Joe Rogan has an exclusive well, a, a podcast that's uh, put up on YouTube and available most everywhere. Spotify cut him a 100 million dollar deal for a 5 or 6 year licensing option where it only exists on Spotify. It's changed the game in terms of the value of podcasts and the future value of podcasts. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a whole bunch of the most popular tiers of podcasts get scooped up and get massive deals obviously, and they're all going to go to Amazon or Spotify or whatever the silos are that are the subscription sites. But I think the thing that it goes to is that people are consuming content digitally more now than ever, and it's only going to escalate, which is what was coming, bringing me back to the live show thing. People are getting really comfortable and they're getting such great content. The highest level content, Joe Rogan has the highest quality podcast in the world technically, and he's got a niche audience. He's got a fucking niche audience. He's talking about deep stuff. So I think it means that the, it means that the the trend and the 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 buying consuming habits of the world have changed so significantly, and that is the first like pillar in the sand to say we're investing in this. We're investing in this digital content. That's it. Oh, you got it in. Oh, see, I wasn't even timing you. I was just putting this up here to make sure that yeah. you're going to stop. Uh, okay, so we can get into that a little bit more if you'd like to the next one. We promise. We'll I think try. we definitely should. And it's, and it's one of the things, too, that I do want to, especially in Rockstar 101, and try to get away from a little bit is to be an outlet for other things. Talk about goofy stories, funny stories, something other than um, politics. You know, the really heavy stuff that's just going yeah. on right now. So we'll we'll try to focus on that. And um, be sure to check out Shim on Facebook. Of course, the lockdown sessions. <laughs> and he's got the VIP sessions as well. So go follow him on Facebook. That's where you can get all of that information. You can find him on Twitter at Shim Moore, S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. You can find me over on Instagram. It is at The Real Brandalorian. And if you have any topics or questions or anything that you want brought up, by all means, fire away um, and let us know. I need to go back through because I still think there was a couple that uh, I had sent to me like a month ago that just got buried under other things and I haven't uh, been able to access them. I just haven't um, had them ready to go by the time we're doing this podcast we need to get to that stuff as yeah well. for sure um but yeah so definitely hit us up on social medias on that note his name is shim he is the rock star he is brandon he is the dj class dismissed. Boom.